0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however, whenever, wherever you're listening. This is the Root for Wisconsin show, episode 60, coming at you from the Mean Your True Value in Riverwood Gallery Studio in De Pere, Wisconsin. Full cast and crew coming at you once again, back-to-back weeks. I'm Eric, the Big E Fisher. Joining me in person here, Ramsey Thompson. Ramsey, are you, buddy? Awesome. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. And once again, via Zoom room, Justin Dull. Justin, how you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing great. It's great to be with you guys, uh, enjoying the uh, aftermath of a great birthday, celebrated in quarantine with the family, and uh, now I'm here enjoying it. I'm out and doing stuff again, so life is good.
0: So you're out and doing stuff, but you're not in the studio. With us. What, what's up with that?
1: Well, I just got done with basketball practice, Eric. Oh. Uh, helping the boys. We got a big one tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night up at uh, Lena and, uh, just kind of for a lock uh, of 3rd and 4th place and we're getting down to the nitty gritty to the end of the year and and uh, kind of vying for some seating and where we can put ourselves and hoping we get a big one tomorrow Well,
0: I was going to say you still haven't seen the new studio yet we've been here for 7 months now no Six
1: for sure. It's
0: been at least six. Yeah, it was end of June. Uh, no. Whatever, Justin. Whatever. Nothing that,
1: that you've been absent. That's baloney.
0: But it's just, well, I'll get there. I'm well, coming soon. All right. Well, we'll hold you to it. With that said, we got to start off with the way I always start off with, and that being, our friends. We got RaiseEnergy.com and RepSports.com, with Raise Energy. Lots of deals going on there. Still got the Blue Shock Bundle going on. Still got, actually, any order, you get 10 free trials of the Oversleep uh, supplement that they have. So check that out. Their Sleep Bundle, Groundhog's Day. No one wants to wake up, not even the Groundhog. So check that out. They got lots of Sleep Supplements for you to try out. Any order, plus some bonus orders that you can get, bonus stuff. Like I said, the Blue Shock Bundle going fast. Plenty of stuff at repsports.com code root four. it's really a lifestyle code root four, R r-o-o-t number four then our partners over at monkey knife fight once again back on top with the touchdown dance on sunday you guys call me a jinx well here we are we'll talk more about that a little bit later in the episode but but touchdown dance hit and (laughs) (laughs) yours truly took the lead again just a little spoiler for you guys
1: How do you not call yourself a jinx when the Packers weren't even playing and you completely jinxed the Packers season? You're still a jinx.
0: The numbers would say otherwise. But once again, like I said, touchdown dance winner, money in your pocket, and that's Monkey Knife Fight. More info on them. A couple other announcements here. Uh, As mentioned, page still up for the Polar Plunge. uh, If you want to donate to Sean and myself, going in the icy-ish waters at Lambeau Field. All proceeds go to Special Olympics Wisconsin. And a little bit of breaking news for you guys. The next step in the root for Wisconsin journey, lots of logistics still work out yet, so nothing official as of right now. However, we have a website coming up. A what? What? We have a website coming up. We're, we're in process of making all the, the wires touch and all the cords need to be where they are and everything has to get aligned, but the website is coming uh, within the next month or so. We will have a Root for Wisconsin website where you can learn about us, see what we have to say about different things throughout the week, um, see our picks more frequently, read about us and the show, Uh, Even probably have a player for the show, so you can check out the episodes there more directly. So lots of stuff coming down the docket with that, but stay tuned for more information on that. But that is something that is going to be happening in the upcoming weeks. So with that, I guess there's no no better way than to start the episode here with what we had rooted for in the last week. That is brought to you by Fanatics, over 300 plus powered stores, including your NFL shop merchandise, so maybe you're Rams fan or a Bengals fan. Get that Super Bowl gear coming up and sport your love for your team as the season comes to an end in the NFL. That's fanatics.com hashtag love on. And Justin, I'm in a giving mood, what you were for this last week?
1: Uh, I I rooted for a lot of stuff. There there was a lot of good stuff that happened over the week, but I will say, the number one thing that I rooted for was undoubtedly Joey Burrow taking down the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead uh, with an unbelievable comeback. Uh, what just what a great performance late in the game by. Uh, Cincinnati's defense. It was a fun game to kind of just have on in the background and and watch when the, when it got down to the nitty gritty, um, to the end. And uh, Joey Burrow has announced himself as a big time quarterback. Uh, he has a chance now, guys, to be the first guy ever to win the Heisman, win the national championship, and win the Super Bowl. First guy to ever do that and he has a chance to do it all within three years, guys. This guy is going to be big time. Three
0: calendar years and the national football plus two years or the college football plus two in the NFL. I can see the wheels turning for you, Ramsey. No, I'm trying to think, is there any other quarterback that's even close to that? There's two there's only two quarterbacks that have won the national championship and won the Super Bowl. And that being Joe Namath and Joe Montana, so it's really the Joe Club.
2: I'm trying to think—is is there a modern quarterback in the league right now to even? I don't. I don't think there is. No. I think it's just Burrow.
1: Yeah. Well, the you know Trevor Lawrence—he
2: didn't win the Heisman.
1: Right. He should have well, won. I the Heisman. thought you said. Ju- I thought you just said.
2: No, I was thinking
0: about
1: all three. championship. Okay.
0: He should have won the Heisman. I'm but. sorry. But yeah, so the Joe Club. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pig back on you here, Justin. I also was rooting for Joe Burrow, for all the reasons you just said, but also to save America from having to spend two weeks of Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Matthews all over social media being just the biggest nuggies that they could be. So. I was rooting for Joey B as well, as well. You know, I talked about it last week, but um, awesome wedding celebration with uh, my cousin and my new cousin as well, Mackenzie. So Chris and Chris Mackenzie had a great weekend up north uh, with the family. So a little bit of both there. Ramsey, what did you root for? So you guys aren't Team Brittany? I'm not Team Britney, no. No, not Team no. Brittany? Oh. We'll get to that in about uh, five minutes or so. Oh, okay. Just making sure.
2: Your refer Ramsey. Well, the Rolex Twenty Four was on this weekend, and that's probably one of my favorite sporting events of the calendar year. That and A-time Tyson Fury fights, those are my two favorite sporting events. So, Rolex Twenty Four was really good
0: again this year. Who ended up winning? Because it was very—I didn't really see much about it this year. It was pretty quiet. Was,
2: I did see who won. Um, the names escaped saved me. He just won
1: the Indy Five Hundred. Elio Castro Neves. Okay um yeah he wanted for the same guy that uh he is going to race full time in indycar with this year what is it sam sam plank racing I believe something like that something like that and this guy was like before elio came this guy's uh company was not like they were like an afterthought in racing and then elio castroneves comes and he set the world on fire here, and within well, um, not even a whole calendar year. Yeah, because I believe put he put this guy on a map.
2: He was on the winning team last year with Wayne Taylor. Then he won the Indy 500, and then won the Rolex 24 again this year. So yeah. it's been a pretty big, uh, about a year for him, I guess. So.
1: He w- And Elio Castroneves was like on the down and outs. He wasn't. You know, he, this has all rejuvenated his career to where he's got a full-time ride in IndyCar again.
2: This yeah, because he was kind of just... This like,
1: is an unbelievable yeah. story.
2: Because even when he went to Wayne Taylor to run last year's Rolex 24, that was kind of the... He was on the way out at that point. Like, that was kind of the yeah. one of his last hurrahs. He was kind of over the hill, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have a little bit of success, and it just breeds more success, so...
1: Yeah. Good for him.
0: Yeah, while we're talking Good about racing just for a second, also gotta give a shout out to uh TMT getting officially underway in NASCAR. Uh also like the best sponsor. You've seen the new car? The Pit Viper car. The Pit Viper car. I'm not a huge fan of Floyd Mayweather being in NASCAR.
2: Someone mm, that's not either someone that's uh just that into winning and is not gonna win is gonna drive him up a fucking wall. Like he's never lost before right he will not win a race in nascar probably not is is that team even aligned with anyone i'd have to look at that no i I don't think they are i don't think so i don't think they're all yeah that's gonna be a disaster
1: but i i don't know that they've committed to anything other than just running the daytona 500
2: and yeah So that's kind of he's, he's been rumored He was rumored to run The 500 last year And plans kind of Fell through
0: on him
3: Right Well so, he's been
0: trying To get into NASCAR For what like 10 years now Something like that Something like that In the grand scheme of things Which is wild to me But I had to say Just a cool Kaz, Cool looking car
1: Has Gralla Driving
2: Yep Excellent road course racer Everywhere else is Uh Aggressively average, but really good road
1: course <laughs> <racing>. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say
0: it. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: But Exciting note. Doesn't the Clash start this weekend?
0: The Clash will be at the LA Coliseum this weekend. I yeah. am so annoyed that it's LA. Yeah, I'm not a big
1: fan I'm of that so either. so annoyed.
0: Oh, my God. The Clash is supposed Jeez.
2: to be in Daytona. The week before. The No, it's two the weeks before. It's the kickoff to Speed Weeks. Speed Weeks is the week after. And then
0: the 500s after that. Well, right. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, used to be the, it used to be the Budweiser Shootout that they, they'd race that Saturday night. Qualifying would be Sunday. Then you'd have speed weeks until the 500 the following week.
2: No, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of uh, the whole LA Coliseum thing. That that needs to
1: stop. <coughs> I agree, totally agree. I, you know, and honestly, I do not feel the same anticipation for this NASCAR season that I have felt. In a while, it's the number placement uh, on the car. Over the last ten years,
2: them right. sliding that stupid number forward on the car, and all the cars look ridiculously stupid. And then, yeah, I don't know. I
1: agree. And it should be, and it should be quite the opposite. And, and you know, I am a bit like you, Ramsey, in being a purist to what NASCAR should be um in fact we are getting too modern with nascar in my point of view and if it was if the cars were stuck uh it, the way they were shaped in the early 2000s when kurt bush won a championship in the 97 i would still i would love nascar even more today than i did that day um i i totally agree i think i think this is this is the the car looks too much like a road car to the numbers moving forward looks stupid um i am not not overly excited about this year going into it as i have been in the past I, it's just it's different and it should be the opposite with a new car with a new package with with uh new sponsors and new teams coming in It should feel different, but as a purist, it does not.
3: Well, I think
2: we've all kind of talked about this on this show before with NASCAR and how they've kind of went away from where their success was. And not even necessarily this just past year, but about the last decade or so, they've kind of started to move away from what made NASCAR successful for 30 years before that and we're kind of transitioning into a just different era of NASCAR, and it's hard. To, like, could you imagine 15 years ago saying, "Hey, we're into the clash at the LA Coliseum"? People no. are rioted. Yeah, and it's just no
1: doubt about it.
2: I, I'm I'm glad there's innovation, and I think the car, the new car, is going to be a lot better on road course and short track, which I think that's where NASCAR wants to go, anyways they want to ha- add a few more road courses, they want to add some more short tracks, then that's... Yeah. And if that's what you want to do, fine. Like, I'm okay with that. However, it's one of those things that I'm not sure if this car is going to translate to mile and a half and super speedway is the way that everyone would like it to. So we'll, we'll see.
1: I got to just add on. to me, like, as a purist, it's like, you're going to take all this money that you have invested into making what this race is going to be for one race why didn't you take that money and put it into a rockingham yeah no i agree or you know and and, and blend new with old because rockingham or whatever course or north racetrack Wilkesboro? you could north think of what's that
2: north Wilkesboro.
1: yeah you National one Fairground? of these old tracks that have Gone away, but you can reinvent and recreate, but bring the new with the old, and try to mesh your your fan crowd together and, and see if you can do it. This is this is just a thought up thing. I think really it's gonna fail. I don't. And the ra- I don't think the racing's gonna be very good.
2: I don't get the fascination with LA. Like LA is a shithole. People are afraid to get gas in their car because they're worried about getting mugged. Like, I don't understand why we want to invest all this money into LA in sports markets when it's a declining... Well, I shouldn't even say declining city, but there's a lot of stuff that's not going well in California right now. So I just don't understand why we want to put stuff like The Clash there when that's not who your fan base is anyways.
1: And it never was. like, And it never will be. I don't... Right. It's that's not expanding your your horizons to LA. You already race in California. Twice. If you wanted the LA market, you already you already have it. Right. It's dumb.
0: I gotta say though, just with the numbers, I mean if the number I I think what they should have done is kinda do what they did for the All Star race a couple years back and do them backwards more like like the sprint cars and late mods cars, I almost think that would've been better. Think they should have left the numbers where the numbers were? Right, that too.
2: <laughs> don't get me wrong, that too. It just but... looks ridiculous now, and even the All race a few years ago looked ridiculous. And it, there's a no one likes it. Like I've never seen someone like, oh, this looks so much better. It's just always like put the numbers back to the middle of the door where they're supposed to be. Yeah, because even the sponsors and, and I don't know if you, how close i been paying attention to the new paint schemes on these cars but we they moved the number forward to give more sponsor space on the car, which okay, I agree with, like it's good to have more sponsorship on the car. it's better for revenue however the all these teams haven't figured out how to use this extra space, right they just slide everything forward, so it's like okay, so we went through and moved all the stuff around, but you're not using the extra space you gained. you're just rotated everything forward and elongated your logo. Mm
3: -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Anyway. So with we go, I guess, kind of from the positives and kind of negatives here to the full negatives, that being our Tyler Hero Noogie of the Week. And a little bit of breaking news as we get into that. Uh, Per Tom Pellicero and Ian Rappaport are reporting, the Vikings are narrowing in. On Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell as their new head coach. Good. So it can't be officially announced until after the Super Bowl, but that is the belief source. As Jim Harbaugh has also told people he's returning to Michigan. He told Michigan he's returning to Michigan. Right. Yeah. So a little bit of breaking news, but anyway, Tyler here, noogie the week, and Rams, why don't you start this one off? Maybe. I'm trying to even think. I don't really have one, I guess. I don't... Did anyone do anything super egregious lately? I'm sure there's a plenty of things we could go... Well, okay, let's... Uh, I mean, let's let's do the one I, I teased earlier here. Um, Brittany Matthews, for, for one. The fiancé of Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I'm team Brittany all the way. Are you really? You are so full of shit. Get out of here. Now, Brittany Matthews and Jackson Mahomes, I am so glad... That we don't have to deal with them for another two weeks, just the cringiest people in football. I think. I do outside love, of legal issues. I do love spraying champagne on peasants, though. Sure,
2: but I get behind that. I'm, I'm I'm Team Brittany. You you can't I'm, go ahead and make anti-bullying uh, yeah, no. T-shirts after you do that. I'm Team Brittany, though. Anti-bullying, anti-bullying, spraying
0: champagne on peasants. Oh my god. Go
2: Team Britney. I wish I wish you could have won the Super Bowl.
0: I think that's almost nugget worthy for you, Ramsey. Like do for... you know how much I love spraying champagne on people? You do, especially when you do it accidentally. But Especially when it's on peasants from my box. I think those two keep me from liking Patrick Mahomes. I want to like Patrick Mahomes, but those two are a big reason why I can't. Just the fact that he's kind of a dork.
2: But dork, not in a good way. A dork is... Like Peyton
0: Manning was a dork, but you eventually could like him. Patrick Mahomes is kind of... He's cheesy. He, he's he's uh, cringy. Yeah, he is. Him and Russell Wilson. Like, I, I love Russell Wilson at Wisconsin. NFL Russell Wilson kind of just makes me shake my head. And you're just like, eh, I don't know, buddy.
2: I like um, my quarterback's back, Joe Burrow where he's just cool. Yeah, Joe cool.
0: I had to say his... his His quote when they asked him about his his necklace after oh. the the win on Sunday... I make too much money to have fake diamonds. I love that.
2: Supposedly speaking, that's a pretty common thing for a lot of these guys. A lot of their diamonds are fake.
0: Sure. That's, I guess it's a thing. So I guess i get what they asked. But I, I do, like I said, I, I just love the fact that that's the quote I make too much money to have fake diamonds. God, I wish that we could uh, let the
2: company. This
1: attire entering that game was awesome.
2: Yes. I wish we could let cigarette companies um, market again. Imagine yeah. putting Joe Cool the Camel <laughs> with Joe Burrow. Oh hell yeah! That would be a license to print money. Think yes. How many posters would sell of Joe Cool with the Joe Cool the Camel? Yes,
0: definitely. Smoking Ooh, Joe cigars. Cool, it just writes itself, man. <laughs> Stupid FDA. I love it. Um, my other noogie, and I know Ramsey, you're gonna kind of because we I teased this in the the group chat yesterday, but I gotta go on Adam Schefter here again. Just oh, we're gonna have issues with this. The way that things shook out with Tom Brady, and this isn't the first time he's had this same issue, where he's reporting something before the player can talk to their their teammates and their coaching staff. I think it's just kind of a noogie move. Not at all. He's a reporter. That's his job.
2: He's in media. You sure. just don't like Adam Schefter.
0: No, I don't. You just have beef with Adam Schefter. I, you just I want really a noogie do.
2: of any chance you I get. I really do, but this, the way things play out... If you were a reporter that had as rough of a year as he had, and he gets the scoop, you are going to report it just as fast as he did because you want to be the first. 110%. Because no, now we're talking about it. That's all it is. We're talking about Adam Schefter right. getting it right, not Adam Schefter getting it wrong.
0: No, but the only reason he doesn't get the noogie is because it happens two days later. But if he doesn't report, someone else would. That's all it is. It, you have to do it first.
2: That's the business. Somebody else he's in. did. That's the business he's in.
1: I don't think it matters. In the, the it, it, other people did. You it know, does other people matter. did report it.
2: You
0: know what matters? I don't think so. You media people, you just don't like Adam Schefter. I think you just want to shit on him just because you can. <laughs> just because I can. That's part of it. Don't be wrong. That is a part of it. Like you're not mad at what he did. You're just Adam Schefter's in the news. Erica's
2: old man get off my lawn right. just wants to shake his hand at a cloud I,
1: shaft I, have, <laughs> I have to agree now i agree with eric if this story comes out and turns around and tom brady plays this coming year well even if he then does, i agree with eric but, but off think, of that i i i can see ramsey's argument and i can totally agree with ramsey's argument i think the only because thing that it's always him. the first
0: Whoever breaks it first. The only thing that redeems him is the fact that it happens two days later. If this even happens a month later, where Tom officially announces it a month later,
1: I think it's a problem. What does it redeem him from? The fact that it wasn't confirmed yet. It was uh,
0: confirmed. He knew it was confirmed. That's why he reported it. It wasn't officially confirmed yet. And I think when you look at... Because my big thing here, and I, I ultimately... My personal bias aside, I look at you know what happened with Andrew Luck and Darius Butler pointing this out, that the guy should at least have a chance to tell the teammates and, and coaching staff.
2: Okay, Brady could have told his teammates and coaching staff before Adam Schefter reported it. Obviously, Adam Schefter found out secondhand. So Brady had all the opportunity in the world to tell his teammates before Adam Schefter found out. This isn't... It's not a... Adam Schefter did this. No, someone that was close to Brady, told Adam Schefter. Yeah, they leaked it. Okay, so Brady could have told his teammates if Brady chose to.
1: But I think he was. I that is ultimately- literally how. That is literally how Schefter is supposed to do his job.
0: I understand that, but I think, I I guess maybe it's on the person that leaked it to Schefter. Then I gets my noogie.
2: I think you're gonna get a noogie for giving Adam Schefter a noogie for doing his job, no, for being a hardworking right. American who just wants to put food on his table and support his children yeah. and family. And Eric's over here just, I don't shaking his head in a cloud. No. Yep. I, think, yep. I think
0: that's that might be my noogie. Eric.
1: You have a jinx on Adam Schefter.
0: That that doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Justin, what's your noogie? <laughs>
1: my noogie. <laughs> My Noogie and this one is gonna be a little short. It, it's kind of a soft Noogie. Um and I don't know even if you guys caught this, but uh over the week uh the University of Louisville parted ways with their basketball coach For Smack in a very vi- What's that?
0: Was no, that was that was two coaches ago. Was it strippers? Two coaches ago, Ramsey. Oh no. Two
1: coaches ago. Uh, in a very public, very uh, dishonorable way of handling business. Um, Louisville right now is a disaster. Uh, They have an interim president, an interim athletic director, and now they have just fired uh, their basketball coach. It's just it makes no sense. They were 11-9, and, and and you guys know just as much as I could. They were 500 in the ACC. You guys know just as much as I do that with March coming right around the corner, and if you get hot at the right time, anything can happen. And, you know, you're an over 500 team. You're 500 in conference. You You have a chance yet of uh doing doing some damage going forward and i I don't get the move i i don't get um why and you don't have the right personnel in place above him to make these decisions uh going forward i just thought it was bad bad business by the university of louisville i'll give you that
0: i do i gotta add one more noogie one more noogie. And is it Adam Schefter? No, it's... Well, no. No, no, no. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> no, I'm going to say not yet. I'm going to give an official noogie, because it's it's February 2nd as we're recording here, to Aaron Rodgers' watch is going to be the most annoying thing that uh, happens in the next month and a half, two months.
3: Uh,
2: you know how much Aaron Rodgers' conversation I've already had to have, and I am over Aaron Rodgers'
1: conversation? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we've talked about this now 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 he's going to tennessee yeah for christ's sakes but we've talked about this at lane even on our show he's He's building a house here he's building a house there he's open to going here get over it already
0: he's not going
1: wait till it happens
0: yeah i was even looking bet online has aaron Rodgers being I think it's plus 250 to return to Green Bay while he's like minus. Let me take a look at the odds here. I want to just get them right.
1: So now here's where you look at the odds. Here's where I agree with Eric because we face this this stuff because of people that got or uh, reporters that have to be the first to break the news. This is why we hear this every day and why it's annoying and redundant and and ridiculous that we have to listen to this every day because we have a bunch of frickin' chefters out there that have to be the first one to break the story.
0: They have to be the first one because they want to be the source when they're getting anonymous sources from three different things. So looking at the Tennessee one today, um, it was ESPN Nashville that was talking about how one person tweeted that Aaron Rodgers was planning on building a house in Nashville. Another anonymous source indicates that he has the Titans number one on his list, which there's multiple reasons why that's probably not true. And the third thing is teammates are expecting him not to be there. The betting odds, according to Bet Online, is Aaron Rodgers is minus 250 to play for the Green Bay Packers. Well, also so a fairly heavy favorite. Right, and is plus one seventy to return, and he's minus and it's he's minus three thousand to even play next year. So the the general belief is that he's going to play. Which I know we talked about on our show last week, and I didn't intend to turn this into to quarterback watch, but uh, I know I was on record as saying I think he retires. I don't necessarily think that anymore with the Tom Brady news for the for the sheer reason that I think he's going to want to be the headline of the Hall of Fame class instead of number two. When he goes in?
1: I don't
3: believe that.
0: Oh, I, believe that. I do. Aaron's an eagle maniac. But also, I mean, you have a, a much more open path to a Super Bowl now. And also, just the legitimate fact, I think it was Peter Bukowski that reported it, was that Aaron Rodgers didn't go home after cleaning out the locker over the last weekend. He stayed in Green Bay for about three or four days to discuss the front office with their plans for next season and this off season. So to me, everything is pointing to you have a much more open path in the NFC. You're not going to get tr- you're probably not going to get traded within the NFC, because I don't think the Packers do that. And there's maybe two teams that have draft capital and can maybe get creative with the salary cap to maybe even make it be entertaining.
1: But I'll make let me make this an interesting argument. If you trade. If you trade Aaron Rodgers, do you think that you have a shot at going to the Super Bowl
0: yet? No. It depends where and what they trade him for. I I still say no overall. The only trade, because I don't think Denver makes any sense. At best, you're the second or third best roster in that division, let alone the conference. (laughs) I mean, the AFC has a much harder path to get anywhere, let alone to Super Bowl. But also, the only team I can think logistically that would make sense for both teams involved would be the Raiders. It'd be two firsts and Derek Carr. Which kind of works because then you get You can justify keeping Devontae Adams too. Because De- Devontae, in one aspect, does want to play with the college quarterback, or his college teammate. But that is the only trade I can think of that just makes sense for both parties. And even still... You're still in the AFC West with a second or third best
1: roster.
2: And Bay with Derrick. So
1: here's – yeah, and here's what I – and that would totally defeat the purpose. Why would you want Derek Carr?
0: Because there's not a strong draft class for quarterback, and depending on how you feel about Jordan
1: Love. You're not going to draft a quarterback.
0: I understand that, but I'm saying depending on how you feel about Jordan Love – Which, if you think he's good enough to win the NFC North, then you don't need a quarterback. You don't need Derek Carr. Well, I think the book for Jordan Love is already out. I I think that if Green
2: Bay was going to go with Jordan Love, we wouldn't even talk about Aaron Rodgers right now. If that was truly... But just think about it from the aspect of where his contract's at. Because he's going to go into year three next year, right? Right. So you're going to have to re-up him for that fifth-year option? Right. So you're going to re-up him for a fifth-year option and have no idea what he can do?
1: If Green Bay would get three you would get three playing years. Three full playing years. His if, third playing year, his fourth playing year, and his fifth playing
2: year. But I think Green Bay has already made their mind up that they're not gonna go with Jordan Love next year. And unless Aaron refuses to come back, I think they're going with they're rolling with Aaron Rodgers. I I don't disagree uh, with I you need draft capital and you probably want it for twenty twenty four, not twenty twenty three but that's i think that we've already kind of
1: so here here's my argument because i think the biggest thing that people are saying within within this whole Aaron Rodgers story is is we have to trade him to the AFC. We have to get him out of our conference. We do not want to face him. Right. My my here's my thing. If we don't think that we're going to go to the Super Bowl with Jordan Love next year. I'm not saying four year or three years, four years. I'm saying next year. Why are we not open to trading him anywhere that is going to give us the biggest haul back? And conceivably you're going to ask more from NFC teams. Right? Because you, you have the shot of facing him
2: yeah but you don't want to why
1: why why are we so closed off if we know we're not going to the super bowl next year with jordan love as our quarterback in his what is essentially his rookie year uh, a rookie starting year we could call it why are we not open to trading him anywhere for the biggest haul
2: because it looks bad in the front office if aaron Rodgers goes and wins the super bowl somewhere else in the first year especially in division or in conference if they trade him to the nfc even let's say he goes to the best team without a quarterback right now is Tampa Bay right you send Aaron Rodgers to Tampa Bay they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl in the NFC that looks bad on Green Bay as an organization if you can't win if Aaron goes to win the Super Bowl somewhere else but can't get it done here and it's just an optic around the thing and
1: if he doesn't have to yeah but he doesn't have to play Tom Brady so I mean I think you I don't, don't have to go through the greatest quarterback of all time you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it looks bad at all. I don't think there's a team they in the did, that- They did everything they could for him this year. They have pushed it down the road to where they are, what, 44 or $48 million over the cap. They have to make tough decisions. Even if they bring Aaron Rodgers back and Devontae back, they're going to lose almost everything that is valuable on that on that uh, defense outside of Jair.
2: So I don't think that's true. I don't think this cap situation, and I don't understand why everyone's so focused on it, is that the Rams are paying Matt Stafford this year and Jared Goff. They're paying $40 million in two quarterbacks, one that doesn't even play for the team. So we're talking right. about – we can cut $40 million or we can find $40 million. It's just a matter of how you work contracts. And the Rams do it all the time. The Saints have done it for years. New England's done it for years. Dallas does it every gotten year. They've also
1: lucky in the fact that they've got a guy like Von Miller that they're not even paying to play for them. Okay. Denver is paying them. Sure. That's what I'm you, saying. You
2: know, Green, Green Bay's cap situation, I, I guess my only point is that Green Bay's cap situation isn't as dire as I think we all make it out to be. I, I don't think it's great. and Yeah, I think we're going to have to cut some players. But it's not like this is the end of the world for Green Bay. It's just you have to get smart on how you restructure stuff.
1: Right. I totally agree. I think there's a path forward with those guys. And I think it just, again, is kicking the can down down the road. But I think, you know i I, th- I do believe that, and I do believe there's a chance to to legitimately bring back a roster that could win a super Bowl, but you're now I think you're at the point of we're either sacrificing or we're we're going for it you know or we're just gonna tear it down and 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 build around a great defense and and build around uh, a great running game. I, I think they're at the crossroads of a decision
2: I don't I don't disagree with that I just like I said I think that if it was truly that Green Bay truly wants to go Jordan Love and truly wants to go into a rebuild I think that they would have this whole conversation won't really be happening and they'd just be shopping Aaron Rodgers
1: well sure but you're talking about Aaron Rodgers you're not talking about Kirk Cousins you know what? want you understand that's my. I guess that's my point of it. If it were Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo, then the decision's easily made. You're going with the cheaper, younger quarterback. But you're talking about a guy who has four, who's going to have his fourth MVP. If if you know he's one of the greatest of his generation, you, that's a hard argument. How how do you walk away from that? Is It's the same kind of argument that it was when. Rodgers was coming up and, and we had Farm. how do, how hard is it to walk away from it
2: I'd be really interested to see what they would offer Aaron for a contract extension
1: yeah, undoubtedly he has to, to take
2: I, I guess that would be my uh, next less question money. well you can just guarantee the money out that's what Kirk Cousins has been doing in
0: Minnesota for probably about three years fully guaranteed lots of signing bonus
1: they're paying loss. him thirty five million dollars next year.
2: Right. You could I feel fine this is last year. I feel fine guaranteeing money off Aaron Rodgers. You wanna give him three years fully guaranteed money up front, I'm fine with that. Aaron's gonna play.
1: Just add years and guarantee what he has. Yeah. Add, a, add another year and guarantee what he has and turn it and into twenty million
2: dollars. In general, that would probably clear up a lot of your cap issues.
1: Twenty million dollars. Well, I
2: mean that clears up.
1: He counts it as, up. what is it? He counts as thirty-eight or forty-eight. 30, forty-eight. I think it's thirty-eight million. It's forty-eight million dollars. He counts. I believe so. Yeah, but
2: that's what I'm saying. So you could basically clear if you structure Aaron right, you could basically clear your entire cap issue up, just with Aaron. It's just a matter of. And then there,
1: and then there's the matter of. Are you going to pay Devontae $30 million a year?
0: No, you're going to franchise tag you him. You tag him for two years.
1: And what's the tag price? Uh, I want to say $17,500. 17,
2: like somewhere in there.
3: Right.
1: And do you think he plays for that?
0: Yeah. If Aaron's there, I think he does. If it, If Aaron's there, I think he does. And also... I think Le'Veon Bell, and granted, there's, these are wildly different circumstances, but I think Le'Veon Bell's enough of a tale of caution for sitting out that franchise tag year. Yeah. Where you look at where he's really spiraled. Granted, he's playing a totally different position, but. He left a bunch of money on the he table. He left a bunch of money on the table, and he hasn't stuck anywhere to earn that money either. Yep. <laughs> so, anyway, I guess that kind of wraps up mm-hmm. Noogies and, and quarterback talk, but. Um with that, Justin, today, big day for Badger football and Badger sports as a whole. Why don't you give us up to date on that?
1: Well, in just a wee half hour, the uh, Badgers basketball team will take on the University of Illinois for what is essentially a first place battle in the Big Ten in the first week of February. Guys, how, how awesome is that? They're eight and two, eight and two uh in conference um and they are 17 and 3 overall they did not move up in the rankings they are still number 11 in the in the nation which is way too low in my estimation um playing some great ball for great guard uh just they they've had a bunch of guys just step up um throughout the year um Football-wise, guys, today was National Signing Day. They did not sign anybody outside of or in high school that they didn't already have. They did sign six transfers today, guys. They had two cornerbacks. They had two wide receivers. I believe two wide receivers, maybe three. One of
0: the One of the and cornerbacks then- was also someone that they didn't have on, on the radar either, right? Or hadn't been announced yet.
1: A safety they a safety. they got a kid out of northern illinois um his last name is carrie i do believe he is related to harry Carey.
0: his dad was uh, a badger football player yeah no i know i
1: know i know yeah. that up he was not related to harry Carey. that's a terrible joke sorry
0: yeah it's a little it's a little outdated here but it is what it is <laughs>
1: Anyways, six transfers. This guy's a safety. He is originally from Middleton, Wisconsin. Uh, he's transferring in from Northern Illinois. They have the two UCLA guys, the kicker from Arkansas, the cornerbacks uh, from Toledo and Kentucky. Um, so they did pretty well in the transfer market to to um, solidify the depth. Some other exciting news that happened here, and I don't know, I am curious to hear your thoughts on this guys, is the Packers have hired their new or did I say Packers, the Badgers have hired their new offensive coordinator. Well, technically so did the Bobby
3: Packers,
1: but... <laughs> What? <laughs> said technically so did the Packers, but yeah, you weren't wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess. <laughs> Bobby Ingram. Bobby Ingram comes as as a uh, highly touted um, Ravens tight ends coach for the last, I believe it was five years, um, just just grooming a great tight end of Mark Andrews. He now will take over a Badgers offense with the lineage of coaching for Paul Chris beforehand at the when Paul Chris was the head coach at Pittsburgh. Um i am really pretty excited about this uh i don't think i think this is a step i think you can look at the badgers recruiting and and see that the the type of receiver that they're they're recruiting is changing the type of backs that they're recruiting are changing um they are moving in a different direction offensively Uh, i don't think that was between us was talked about enough but Elvis Whithead, the wide receivers coach, Paul Christ, Rudolph before, but now Bobby Ingram have really uh, brought to light the type of athlete that they want on the edges, the type of tight ends that they want, more versatile, not not these big stout blocking guys uh, that we've had in the past. Uh, So really excited for Bobby Ingram. With that move, Dean Ingram, his son, the cornerback will switch from cornerback to wide receiver, um, filling a a, a small slot position um, within their offense. It's an exciting move. We did, though, lose out on Caleb Williams, the transfer quarterback that has been kind of suffocating the the recruiting news over the last two weeks. Uh, At some point, there was a Big rumor that he was going to be a huge Wisconsin lean. It ended up going to USC. So uh, we will have to, to hope that Graham Mertz is, is re-energized and, and refired up and, and is going to light up the, the scoreboard next year um, and, and live up to that big star billing that he had coming in.
2: I'm not overly hopeful.
0: You know, I'm I'm gonna actually take the opposite side of it. I think Bobby Ingram and the credibility he adds to your offense is a massive step in helping him really kind of gain that composure and you know kind of getting a proven spark within a program that is Bobby Ingram and and to a lesser extent Dean Ingram on the uh, the wide receiver position. I think that is a massive step. Towards really improving Graham Mertz, because we've, you know, Ramsey, you said it yourself, Graham Mertz has all the, he has all of the intangibles, or the tangibles, I should say, excuse me. He's got the, the leadership. tools in the toolbox. Right, they're all there. And really, he's probably been limited by play calling, by offensive scheme. And I think by adding a guy like Bobby Ingram, who probably was the perfect hire For that offense and the way that they've kind of Done different recruiting here even this season I think it's a good step in the right direction for for Graham Mertz
1: They did flip they did flip I'm sorry I lied They did flip a high school recruit um, Over the last couple days a guy that was committed to the University of Yale And is now uh, He was a wide receiver Chris Brooks Jr. And this is what I'm talking about, guys. This, this guy, as a high schooler, 6'3", 201 pounds as a wide receiver coming out of high school. These are the types of guys that they're moving their their um, their, their recruiting style to, their offense to these bigger guys on the outside. And you're going to see that next year uh, with some stellar sophomores or redshirt freshmen and Marcus Allen and, and Skylar Bell and, and – there is some really good young talent and, and Dean Ingram in the slot. So uh, you can see why they went so hard at cornerback, um, eventually getting three cornerbacks in, in, in the transfer market. Um, so going to be a, re, a retooled defense, but a, a, a retooled offense that that could be explosive.
0: Yeah, like I said, I'm excited. Look I got, obviously it has to pay off, and we'll see if it does or doesn't. But I'm excited to see what happens. With that, it's time to talk some betting. And just to kind of rehash after last week's episode, thanks to Secretary Shano coming through. The records going into last week, Justin and I were tied at seven and eight. Ramsey, you were at five, three, and one. Let be honest with you guys. Not great weeks for either one of you. Starting off with oh, the great. first game of the day, and that was Chiefs versus Bengals. Uh, Chiefs were favored by seven. Uh, the Bengals had a plus 276 money line, but we only bet against the spread. So I bet the Bengals to cover, which they did. Ramsey, you were on the Chiefs. You did say you wouldn't bet this game, but you didn't think that the Bengals could overcome. Justin, this is what you said, and I'm gonna loosely I'm gonna paraphrase what you said. Cause I don't believe these are exact quotes, but these are pretty close. So you had said Chiefs, no way that Patty throws three interceptions. But against the spread, you would take the Bengals. But you believed that the Chiefs would ultimately win. So we gave you the spread against the Bengals. But then you wanted to change after I had said Bengals. You wanted to change, uh, thinking I was some sort of jinx. I did lock you into the Bengals, which you're welcome. So, first and foremost, like I said, you're welcome.
1: I I picked right, right away. You just copied me, so then I had to try and change, but I couldn't. So, I guess I'll take the win. So, that puts
0: Justin and I at 8-8. Eight and eight <laughs> and moves, moves Ramsey down to 5-4-1. and one. Then, next NFL slate, or the only other NFL slate. We had Rams 49ers. Rams are favored by three and a half. Uh, Ramsey and I were both on the Rams on the money line unfortunately they did not cover so that puts Ramsey Ramsey at 5-5-1 myself at 8-9 and And Justin you said 49ers outstanding defense two-fold pressure up front team that has the Rams' number it's the Rams' kryptonite 49ers went big 49ers by 10 so I could hold you to that line which they did not cover but I'm not going to because I'm nice so hey,
1: they got screwed. If they would have had the interception, they would have won. I would have got the win, but, but they, they didn't get the win. And then Garoppolo throws the ball like an idiot to uh, who the who the hell does Garoppolo think he is? He screwed me. I'm, I'm so, trade his ass to the Washington Commanders.
0: That's something else that we didn't even touch on, but we'll get to that in a little bit here. Um, okay. So Justin, that puts you at. Nine and eight puts me at seven or eight and nine. And Ramsey, that puts you at five, five, and one. Then because of the limitations of betting with basketball this year, where well they don't have spreads until the day of. We did two money line games. We did the Bucks and Cavaliers last week. Uh, you guys both took the Bucks. That was a loss for both of you. I took the Cavaliers, so that's a win for me. Then all three of us were on the Badgers on uh, Sunday against Minnesota so that puts myself at 10 and 9 that puts Justin at I believe that also puts you at 10 and 9 and then Ramsey hell the, yeah see he had what you won one game I think I said
1: he should be 6-6-1 six 6-6-1 and six and right? six, six,
0: I believe so yeah 6-6-1 six, six, and one.
1: rough
2: week for Rams.
0: not a great week for Ram's so, with that, uh, we are going to abstain from Super Bowl bets because we're going to have a bunch of them next week. So, Secretary... I'm Sh- going to
1: tell you right now. Here's the moral of the story. If you go with our bets, judging by what records like, it's a 50-50 shot. A great analysis, Justin. Excellent analysis.
0: <laughs> so, f- next, week, next week f- for the Super Bowl week, we will have... A bunch of Super Bowl bets. We'll talk spreads. We'll talk props. You name it, we'll probably talk it. In the meantime, just going to pick a handful of games here to talk about, uh, starting with the Badgers in action tonight. So we'll actually have this one before the episode uh, even is released. But Illinois is a seven-point favorite at home against Wisconsin. And, Justin, I'll let you go first in that
1: one. Seven points. That's, seven points. That sounds a like lot. a lot. I would say Jeez. so. Jeez. I'm going to take the Badgers. I'm going to take the Badgers with the seven points. I'm also taking Badgers. I,
0: I was also going to take the Badgers. That's, seven points sounds like a lot to me. So we'll take one more game that I know that has the spread on it, and that being Villanova-Marquette, uh, the 12th-ranked Villanova coming into Milwaukee, Villanova's a a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the 24th-ranked Golden Eagles. And on that one, I think I'm going to go with Nova. Where's the game? It's in Milwaukee. It's at the Fiserv. Give me Marquette. I'm going to take Marquette, too. All right. And then two more games here to kind of pick from. Uh, we're going to go the best rivalry in college basketball. Tips off of their first matchup of the season. Duke and North Carolina. That game is in North Chapel Carolina Hill. North
2: Carolina still has basketball? Yes. Oh. They've been so irrelevant for the last decade. I didn't realize that.
0: Oh, but I
3: mean,
0: They played for a national championship like four years ago. But didn't they lose? They did. So, what's my rule? Fair enough. Fair enough. So, the ninth-ranked Duke Blue Devils taking on the 16-6 unranked Tar Heels in North Carolina. Or Well, it's both games would be in North Carolina, but at Chapel Hill at UNC. Uh, like I said, no official odds on this. Tickets are as low as $302 at the Dean Smith Center. Give me Duke. I'm also going to go Blue Devils. I can't pick against Coach K.
1: I think, you guys, I think you guys are right. I think the coaching matchup in this is the one that's going to tell the, the whole story. So I'm going to go with Duke.
0: All right. Very good. And just to pick an obscure game that uh, Justin might know, Ramsey will not. And just to make this kind of fun, we're going to go UW-Milwaukee versus Cleveland State on Sunday.
1: Oh, Perfect what's the spread
0: we we don't have those Justin
1: oh yeah
0: sorry Eric
3: what
1: did you what say? is what is the injury report on Patrick Baldwin jr. I have no information on that either okay I know Does awesome really segment but what I was gonna bet
2: Eric's the jinx so I'm gonna pick whatever he doesn't
1: pick Well, I'll go first. I'm picking Cleveland State by a mile. By a mile. Not so fast, in the words of Lee Corso. Well,
0: Cleveland State is the top of the conference in the Horizon League. And I I think they also also have the
1: best coach in the Horizon League. Definitely up there, probably 1 or 1A. Um, He will not be uh, the coach there after this year.
0: Milwaukee has been red hot as of late and has been playing very well their last handful of games here. Uh, They have beaten Oakland. Actually, okay, I take that back. I'm switching my pick. I'm going Cleveland State. I thought they'd been a lot hotter than they have been. Oh, my.
1: Cleveland State. You were locked in. You were locked in.
0: I'm
2: going to take Milwaukee. They have that good kid, don't they? He hasn't
0: played almost at all, though. He'll play. All right. So that's our four picks for the weekend. (laughs) Awesome segment. And with that, just some notes and news from around the NFL. I mean, we haven't really talked about – or I shouldn't say that. We have talked pretty extensively um, about the Chiefs-Bengals, but our Super Bowl matchup is set after a great weekend of football. We had – the Bengals take down the Chiefs
1: and the Get Rams. to the big news. Get to the big news, Eric. The big news? Ramsey's guy is done. Ramsey's guy is out. He's going to sit with Giselle in the rocking chair. <laughs> Get to the big news, Eric. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about pretty boy Tom being done. He's out here. How do you feel today, Ramsey?
2: I don't know if I'm going to watch football next year, to be honest with
1: you. Whoa. Oh, come on! You got to be a Kyle Trask fan
2: now. No, no, no. I was very clear that I love Tom Brady <laughs> and Tom Brady only. That was very clear. It was also very <laughs> clear that Tom Brady was my hey, favorite player.
1: I'm going to tell you something, Ramsey. Can I get can I fill you in on a little something? I guess. you Are you buckle your seatbelt hop on in and buckle your seatbelt you can get on the i love mac jones train with me if you want you can get on the hype train with with old coach Daw. you can come and be my shotgun rider for mac jones are you in a hard pass (laughs) <laughs> oh <laughs> hard
2: pass i think that we've seen the best of mac jones i don't think it's it much better than where he was at and you saw oh. and you saw how good josh allen is going up against with mac jones i think mac jones is gonna have oh. a lot of success i think he's gonna be better next year i think they're gonna get some weapons around him that's gonna help him However, I think when it comes down to it, when push comes to shove, you're going to go and have to play those big dogs in the AFC and you're going to go in with the far superior quarter. Not superior. You're going to go in undergunned with Mac Jones. Inferior. 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 Um, I just think that and it's no fault of Mac Jones. I just think that there are so many really good young quarterbacks in the afc right now it's unbelievable it is It is crazy that we've really never seen before at this level i mean and joe burrow who again i said a few weeks
1: back that would be my mvp five guys five guys that could be elite considered elite quarterbacks in the afc i think they already is are five elite. Uh, Josh Allen, Mahomes,
0: Burrow, Burrow, Herbert, Lamar, Herbert. Herbert. That's
1: five right there. I wouldn't even. Yeah, I wouldn't even consider Lamar. I wasn't even thinking about Lamar Jackson. Who else do you have in mind? Uh, I don't know. I was just, you know, I was kind of just the, going through the list. I technically Deshaun Watson I still in the AFC. In
2: yeah, Deshaun Watson still yeah. around. Um, I think
1: Trevor Lawrence
2: is going to get it right. He was showing flashes there at the end of the year, he was getting better. And that's a really bad roster, and there was a lot of stuff that he could have um thrown a lot of people under the bus with that Urban Meyer thing, and he didn't. He handled stuff very well, so I think Trevor Lawrence is gonna get figured out. Mac Jones is gonna like I can say he's gonna be better.
0: He's gonna be successful, that's for sure.
2: Yeah. I think he's gonna be better than what he was this past year. And I it's gonna be leak. Baker Mayfield. I think we've already seen the <laughs> Baker Mayfield experiment. But that that's what I'm saying with, with the whole Mac Jones conversation is that I, I unfortunately for him, I think that he's just in an AFC quarterback renaissance that is just not that he's just not what those guys are. And that's no indictment on him. It's not even and you know, ten years ago, it's a different story. But with where everyone's at right now, man, I mean,
0: well, shit, you came in. I mean, not not saying that he's in the same conversation as the other guys. You could throw Derek Carr in a mix of being yeah. pretty good, playoff quarterback. Um, yet to be seen who Pittsburgh ends up happening, but they still have a pretty talented roster around them, or talented enough anyway to get to the playoffs. Miami, if they could get the quarterback situation figured out, because Tua, Tua. What do you mean? Let's ask Brian Flores how that's going.
1: Not 100K at a time.
2: We even want to talk about that? I mean... I'm just saying, if someone uh offered to pay me 100K, to, hey, look the other way, we're going to lose. Pay me that 100K. I do not care about the integrity of the NFL. It's all a bunch of dirty old men running a league. Let me... I'll take that 100K, and I'll throw a party or something. Like...
1: That could have been 1.8 million dollars
2: this year. Yeah, give me, <laughs> give me the hundred k.
1: Christ,
0: I gotta say, I you know, I think Brian Flores, for as good of a coach as he is, like I'm, I'm really curious what ends well, up kind of shaking out with his the this legal situation he's going through. You can't. Well, let's tell first me.
1: recap. Yes. Let's recap what 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 has happened here, because this is big, big news. This is this is the type of news that could drown out what is essentially the greatest career of all time in, in, in Tom Brady retired. This is the type of move in, in Brian Flores suing the NFL and suing three teams in the NFL in two separate suits um, for discrimination and their hiring processes and 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 making a mockery of what the Rooney rule is. Um, but- so this is huge. This could rewrite um, guidelines in, in 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 the NFL. This could essentially help minorities going forward, and this could essentially write off Brian Flores from an NFL coaching position anywhere for the rest of his life. For the for his whole career, he could be done coaching. Uh, any type of football. It this is a huge, huge move. This is bigger than 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 it really ever gets um, in, in off season news, guys. I mean, what what Brian Flores is doing is is pretty incredible.
0: I gotta say, I'm I I really hope that the Rooney Road goes away. Not not for you know some some old white men who don't want to have to interview. Uh, African Americans and, and minority coaching staff, but just because it, it is what it is, it's such a mockery of what the rules intended to be. It's the biggest load of crap that it just is a sham the way it is for coach. You know, let's just you know not saying Brian Flores is right yet because we have you know I want to see what the evidence is first, but just from the the perspective of this realistically should be you know something like Brian Flores should ha- probably have a job in the NFL. Not 100% I agree. He's one of the best coaches that was out there. They were winning not in sp- they were winning in spite of Tua tunga of and an ownership wanting Tua to be the guy when he clearly wasn't ready. But the fact e- that, e- that this this rule is being such a it's getting guys, you know, it's really kind of just keeping guys out of jobs really. If you really think about it, I mean, there's no reason Eric Banami shouldn't be a head coach at this point. And they're just kind of interviewing him to satisfy this rule, it's, it, it seems like. And guys like, you know, Jim Caldwell and, and other guys who they have to interview, not because of their talent, which they should. Jim Caldwell should be coaching in the NFL. Yep. I don't think you can find anybody who d- would disagree with that. Just the sham of a rule, which had good intentions but was used negatively. It needs to go.
1: What is the alternative then? See, I must. Because with, if it goes, then it's worse. I'm with Eric though. It shouldn't honestly.
2: This it should not be a race thing, and it, it's unfortunate that it's become that. But it shouldn't be a race thing. Period. It should be who's the most talented guy for the job, and I think Brian Flores is, is right. I think Brian Flores should have a coaching job. And if I was an NFL owner general manager, I would want Brian Flores to. Be be, I would give him a serious interview because I think he is a really good coach. However, the kind of book on Brian Flores right now is he's kind of a rigid guy that's not necessarily overly popular with ownership groups in Miami. Right. right. So, how, right. How, are, how are we not sure that the Rooney rule didn't negatively affect him, though? That's what, I guess I think that's what Eric's getting at is that we, you have to give him this interview. The job was already determined it's not the Giants' fault that they went a different option than Brian Flores. They got their guy. They got who they wanted.
1: Well, they had already they had already interviewed a minority. Didn't they interview Leslie Frazier? I don't recall. I that. don't know that either. Not. I think of.
0: you're right. That sounds... And Leslie Frazier's another one of those guys, too, where he's always in the cycle but never gets hired. And... I'm not saying that's the right or wrong decision because I think, I mean, there's enough of a track record on him if he's a good head coach or not, but just the fact that his name's always thrown around and, and just kind of seeming like the token interview, which, you know, I don't know what the alternative is, Justin, because you're right, if you don't have to interview by rule, and I don't think you can make a rule it's that That's never going to happen. But I think, that,
2: I think the it, Rooney rule's not working though anyways. It's these coaches and decisions have already been made before these guys do interviews if you're picking from a talent pool of available head coaches you can't tell me that ownership did not have one or two guys circled that they wanted to hire regardless of interview so you look at it and is the Rooney Rule even working as it was intended to I think that's what Eric was getting at before I think these decisions have already been made so you it's more of like Eric was saying it's kind of a mockery of the rule because and I think it's more of uh I think there's an issue with ownership of some of these teams more so than the rule itself but I don't know there's a lot of a lot on unpack there I just it's one of those things that I believe
1: it's a hard topic to talk about well and it's, it really is because you're pushing boundaries and and you 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 know you're you're really looking at at life in a different spectrum than just being an NFL coach.
2: 100%. And the issue that I think that we've kind of come to is that is and this is the world I'd like to live in, right? And I guess it's not because of just how everything works out right now. But I would want to live in a world where the best person for the job is getting the job, regardless of skin color, regardless of religious beliefs, regardless of political views. Gender, whatever. Whatever. If you are the most qualified person for the job, you should be getting the job. And at this point, I don't think it's that. So what does the NFL do about it is, I guess, up to them. And honestly, I think they'll get it right. But I don't think that's what's necessarily happening right now. I think we can all kind of agree with that because Brian Flores should be coaching in the NFL. Well, he should have never really gotten fired from right. the Dolphins, if we're being honest, right? Yeah, because he wanted. It's very been stayed very clear that he wanted Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert in Miami—that's an 11-1 team all day. They were what nine-one team with Tua. Yeah, nine and eight. Herbert's worth at least three more wins than Tua, at least.
1: So they were ten and six with the split split quarterback duo of, of Fitzpatrick and Tua.
2: Yeah, you're they might be a twelve win team. And I think that's Brian Flores' point is that he's a really good coach that is not being taken seriously
0: in interviews. Well, let's even let's even kind of unpack what you guys just said. If you have some some bull and to you know, I I truly do believe that there probably is some some element of this, you know, tank for for bonus. Um, you know, I would hope that that's being offered because, you know, we also had Hugh Jackson coming out and saying that he was also offered money to lose games in Cleveland, which, having watched Hard Knocks, Hugh Jackson's a terrible head coach, so I think he was just doing that in spite of himself. I don't think he needed the bonus to lose 16 games and, you know, go on 0-16. I'm going to go on record with that, but... Um, well, Another person you just can't stand is Hugh Jackson. I really can't. Hugh Jackson, Adam Schefter. Hugh Jackson, I just think is awful. Like that's Adam Schefter, to his credit, at least gets his job right the most of the time. Hugh Jackson. Was Hugh awful. Jackson.
1: <laughs> Hugh Jackson, Adam Schefter, and Eric Fisher all stuck in a bar. Just those three. What is the conversation, Ramsey?
0: <laughs> I'm talking to Hugh Jackson about why he sucks, and Adam Schefter. I'm just calling a douche, but then I probably talk to him more. <laughs> I would love to talk to Adam Schefter, I guess, kind of off record as not as an interview, just to see. I mean, yes, he's doing his job, but I really want to know what will happen. You know, what kind of goes to the mind when he... Because I think we can point to three things with Adam Schefter that are just, you know, it's it's the Aaron Rodgers story. you got to start on Adam Schefter again, yeah, Thanks, Justin. Justin. Um, <laughs> JPP and Andrew Luck. But regardless, um... Going back to ultimately what I'm saying, so I would wanna know is this I know, and you gotta assume that it is, is this happening more and more around the NFL than we think though? Because I don't want to think this is only happening to African American coaches, because then let's just take Hugh Jackson, for example. If he's going 0 16, yes, he's making one point six million that season, hypothetically speaking, but he's also probably never getting a head coaching job again. I think this whole pain to tan thing... It's the, overblown. I think it happens everywhere. That's what I'm saying. I want—I I, I would want to know if that's the case, and I'm assuming it is. I hate, and I hate the fact
2: that this has become, oh, the integrity of the game. If I have to hear that again, the NFL has been corrupt forever. It's not, there's way too much money involved and way too many people's hands in the pot for it not to be somewhat corrupt. Oh, now, 100%. will we ever know the extent of it no probably not because really we hear a story of something like this once every five or six years and it kind of just goes away because no one wants to talk about it but at the end of the day it's an entertainment product it's an entertainment product and you can't tell me that some of this stuff is not i I don't want to say rigged because i don't think rigged is the right word but there is always benefit to the league on certain teams winning and certain teams losing And certain teams, Cincinnati, getting Joe Burrow, right? Not saying that the NFL would have given the Cincinnati Bengals, the first overall pick just had given that. Cincinnati was really bad. They got Joe Burrow. But it works out for the NFL because you have a star quarterback in a small market town. So it it always happens that way. The NFL is always just kind of getting – what they need when they need it. And that's just not, that just doesn't happen that way. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm kind of
3: getting at? Yeah. Out? Yep.
0: But ultimately, I mean, to ultimately bring this back with Brian Flores, I really got to wonder, you know, he was winning even with Tua and that Fitzpatrick duo when ownership clearly wanted him. And this was even reported last year that. The locker room wanted Fitzmagic to be the starter all year, and they were having basically the GM and in front office forcing their hand and making Tua be the starting quarterback. Yep. So at what point? I mean, I wonder almost wonder if that's going to be part of this this lawsuit too. Is that they're almost trying to tank him from winning with the best available, you know, best available player at that position?
2: I mean, at the end of the day, it's the owner's team, right? I mean. Right. right. If my I want if, you to play. if the owners of my company comes down and tells me something, I don't question it. I just you know, yes sir, I will get that taken care for it. You know that's, and I don't know. It's just one of those things that. I think this Brian Flores story looks really bad, and I think it is. There is a obviously a serious issue in the NFL. However, I think that it also is bad optically, so it makes it seem a lot worse than it really is. Like I said before, Brian Flores, there's a decent chance they didn't get the job in New York just because people don't like Brian Flores. Like, that that could be just what it is. And he might not got the job in Denver because Denver already had their guy picked out. You know, it, this isn't... Um, it's unfortunate, but it, it might be just not as big of a deal as it really is, too. In these specific situations. Yes, yeah. I mean, I... I Obviously there like I said, there's a problem in the NFL and that that there's something that needs to be done, but this could also be circumstantial too, that it just happened to be that Denver's going after Aaron Rodgers. They want do you know what I mean? Like that's just it's just how it works out. Well, this
0: was before they hired Fangio. This was a couple of years ago. Oh, this is
2: twenty nineteen, that's right.
0: But yeah. No, ultimately, I mean, we're gonna see how that shakes out, but um, It sucks, though, like you would mentioned, Justin, that this is going to probably overshadow the end of the greatest NFL career ever. And you don't have to love Tom Brady to acknowledge the fact that he had the greatest NFL career ever. I mean...
1: There's no question about it.
0: And and in one aspect, you know, I know you asked Ramsey, and I, I know I'm a pretty big Tom Brady fan, too. I think this is the way that it ultimately was going to go no matter what with Tom. I mean, I think he was basically, you know, not locked into his 2-year deal and that was going to be it, but really I think the only alternate ending is that he retires after last year, but that's in that's in retrospect. It you know, goes out on top after a Super Bowl, but, but I don't it, I don't know if you can even say that, you know, unless you're looking back now. But even him going out how he went out,
2: right? Tom Brady decided I am done. I don't want to go through another off season. I don't want to go through another full season to go play for Super Bowl, and that's a lot more than what Brett Favre could ever admit, right? Mm-hmm. Brett Favre basically had to be like, "You can't throw the ball anymore. You need to stop playing." Well, so many quarterbacks are like that. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Peyton Drew Manning. Brees. How awesome is it to see Tom Brady go out gracefully, come back from t- down twenty-seven to three? Yeah throws a touchdown pass to Mike Evans to end it all. I mean, it, it the whole thing, it, it, I'm glad for Tom because this season he showed that what he led the league in passing yards, touchdowns. He was top 10 quarterback rating, I believe. So he, he still had a lot in the tank. He probably could have played another two years. Probably, yeah. Because he would have had next year probably have been a decline year. And then the year after that, it would have been Peyton Manning's last year in Denver so if he really wanted to he probably could have played two more more than likely but he chose to leave some on the field because even Tom Brady think about it seven Super Bowls three MVPs I believe believe so yeah three or two or three and he just decided that I'm just gonna he's going on his own terms yep gonna go out the way I want to go out and that's That's something that I can say, well, good on him, because he realized where this is going. And he decided to hop off before
0: it got ugly. You know, I I know we talked about it last week with Aaron Rodgers and when we kind of thought he may be leaning towards retirement, which the jury's still out. You know, we talked about Aaron pretty extensively earlier, so not really going to cycle back to that, but... Very rarely do you get a super or you know, a Super Bowl ending and Cinderella ending. Peyton Manning got it. Jerome Bettis got it. John LA got it. Those are really the only three I can really think of in our lifetime.
2: I think Tom Brady got it though too. I think coming back down twenty seven
0: to three with the roster and where it was at. Sure, but you know what I mean. Like I'm just talking Super Bowl, retire after winning a Super Bowl. He got it to a different extent. They still lost the game, but it wasn't his doing. You know what I mean? Right, but I think that that's... Um, I, 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 yeah, I get what you're
2: saying. Like, that's about as good as it'll probably get without winning a Super Bowl. Right? Right. I don't know. It's that old WWE adage, you got to go on your back. You know, you can't. got to put someone else over. So, I don't know. Good on Tom Brady. Good career. It sucks that... This is the first time since 2001... So we're not going to have a Tom Brady NFL
0: My unless you count the year he was towards ACL and with the Matt Castle year it was still his NFL Yeah. Justin I guess we never really got your thoughts as a Tom Brady hater
2: and the person who probably remembers his career the best considering I was 6 in 2001
1: oh I get it because you think I'm old we don't think so we know <laughs> so Anyways, you little Um, youngins—that didn't make you sound (laughs) a (laughs) thousand. I hate you guys. I I really do. I hate you guys. (laughs) It's so bad. Anyways, but yet you keep coming back. You know, talking about Tom Brady. There's, you're right. There was a time where everybody had Tom Brady fatigue uh around the NFL uh you're talking Not about just 10 Eric. Super the Ramsey and Bowls. Eric 10 Super Bowls 7 and 3 he's got more Super Bowl wins i believe uh than three teams or two teams um he's been to more Super Bowls solely than three teams other uh, the stats that this guy has put up in his career you know is what I'm boiling down to here are just phenomenal things that are never gonna be met ever and you know when you listen to local radio and this is where we we commonly agree that the Packer fans are just you know a bit out of touch uh, with reality. <laughs> um the fact that you I, I i do believe i heard a a caller into the local radio show say that tom brady deserves to be in the same limelight in in not getting in in his first year to the hall of fame like Barry bonds because he was a cheater with the De- the flategate and spygate um can we hit those on that real sure, quick? Yeah, there's, Just, those sure are marks on his career, but they are nowhere near the impact of what steroids are to somebody's body. So uh, you can't you can't tell me any other way. What everyone forgets about DeFloyKate,
2: New England won by thirty four points. I don't care what the weight or air pressure in a football
0: was. They won by 34 points. It's okay.
1: Right. Well,
0: let's also not pretend that Spygate wasn't happening everywhere else either. And everybody in the league, even till now, is probably still
2: doing some sort of Spygate. With how many camera angles there are, with how much available tape there is, with how much technology is in the league, people know other people's play calls. That's just the way it is. So this whole thing with, oh, he's a cheater. No, they just happened to get caught because they were really, really good. Like the rest of it is not. I I don't know. If you ever, if you if you call a radio show and say a Tom Brady doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, you need to stop watching football. I'd even go as Vietnam far Robbie. to say
0: you can make a better argument. Tom Brady should not have to wait the five years then you should for that. He
1: shouldn't get in his first year.
2: Right. They they should just induct him this year, but that's
0: neither here nor there.
1: I don't, I don't think there's anybody, any doubt about it. I think he should be able to skip it, skip the whole damn thing. And, you know, I do believe it's kind of fitting um, that Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger will be in the same hall of fame class.
2: Are we sure Ben's first ballot? Yeah, two
1: no, Super Bowls. No doubt about are, it.
2: Are we sure though?
1: He's like yes. He's top five in
2: the categories that in, count. In six years, though, he won't be. It won't matter. Well, he's I'm retiring. just saying, he's are,
1: retiring. He's retiring in the top five.
2: Are we sure that Ben's a first ballot? Depending who else yes. is in that class.
1: No doubt about it. Yes. See, absolutely I absolutely no doubt about I it.
2: I could argue that I don't think that. Depending who else is in that class, that you can make an argument Ben has to wait a year. I don't think it matters. Why? Two Super why Bowls, three stay? appearances. What else did he do? Severely underachieved for most of winning the rest season of his
0: career. every year of his
2: career. Ben is gonna look, be looked yeah. back a lot better in retrospect than what he actually was.
0: I, sure. I will That's why he. That's why there is the five-year waiting period. But he.
2: Severely underachieved for the amount of talent that was around him. Ben is a lot closer to Aaron Rodgers than Aaron Rodgers is Tom Brady.
1: Would you call Aaron Rodgers a uh, first Battle Hall of Famer?
2: Yes, because Aaron was better than Ben. Ben, like I said, Ben, for the most part, and I know this is kind of. Not here nor there Because he's probably Going to get him first I'm just saying You could probably Make an argument That he's not He's going to be Looked back He never could Get past Brady He never could Get past Manning Which granted He did three times But Did he have He went Three times Three Super Bowl appearances One two But he only went Through Manning He never went Through Brady Did he I don't Um, think He beat Tom Brady Head to head In the playoffs I'd have to look at that. I would have to look too, right? I think, I know that in 2006, he went through Peyton Manning in uh, Indianapolis. I'm not sure about the
1: Arizona Super Bowl
2: in, what was that, 2009? 2008. The 8 What are we season. talking
1: about? What are we talking about here? Peyton Manning was the first battle hall of famer. He was a two-time Super Bowl champion. What are we talking about? Of course he's a first battle Hall of Fame.
2: Okay, we there, there's a new rule in the show. We're not allowed to put Ben Roethlisberger in the same conversation with Brady and Manning. Or Rodgers. Why? He was below those guys. You, you cannot give me an argument that Peyton Manning is not considerably better than Ben Roethlisberger.
1: Why? I don't get it. I don't understand what your argument against it is. The guy never had a losing season. The guy never had a losing season. Here, Here's some numbers here that I didn't even know that these
0: were. So Ben Roethlisberger has the most career 500-yard passing games, most career perfect passing rating games, both with four, and the most completions in any single regular or postseason game with 47. Sure. What's his playoff record? I have to look at that six-time Pro Bowler, Rookie of the Year. How many All Pro teams? Two-time, uh, two-time passing yards leader. What about the All Pro? Don't have that. I don't think he was one. There,
2: that's your answer right there. He's not in the same conversation with Brady and Manning. He was never an All Pro. I mean, that's oh. that means he was the third best quarterback at any given time, right? In the lead, at the best, he was third.
1: How many years in a row was he a top five quarterback?
2: so here's what I'll do next week shall come prepared I I bet you that it would surprise you on where he actually falls there we'll move on I I will be more prepared on the Ben Oscar (laughs) conversation
1: I think
0: it's I think he's a surefire first Battle hall of famer I don't think there's
1: any doubt about it I agree Eric (laughs) I agree I don't think I think that's about as far as that conversation needs to go
0: he passes the eye test. He's got the Super Bowl championships. It's that's what it is. That's all it needs to be
1: good. Consistency. Like, would you call Drew Brees a a Hall of Famer? He's only got one and he's severely underachieved with the, with the Saints.
2: Ben was 13 and 10 in the playoffs, by the way. It's a winning record.
0: It's a winning record. But he's not Manning yeah, or so. Brady. Sure. he doesn't have to be though. But he's still guys... a Hall of Famer. He's still a first battle hall of famer.
1: Right. So now we're gonna judge by going into the Hall of Fame whether he whether he had a record against Brady or Manning? Well, I think that if we're talking that Brady and Ben are in
2: the same class,
1: well, if that's, the, that's, if a that's a the discredit to Brady.
2: Aaron Rodgers doesn't deserve to be a uh, first ballot Hall of favor. he's going the same year that Brady is, no. I'm saying, I, I guess, that's. I feel that's a discredit to Brady if you're going to give Ben a first ballot with him. Brady and Ben go going the same year, right? You can't tell me that's not a
0: little yeah. bit of a slap in the face to Brady. Not at all. Oh, my God. Not at all. You give Ben a 20-minute speech, you give Brady an hour. Make him the well, main event. Brady's gonna be the headliner. What what more do you want?
2: Brady should have his own class. That's what I'm saying. Brady oh my, should have his own okay. class. He should have okay. a week long celebration okay. of Job okay. Brady. Okay.
1: I <laughs> Okay. I was I was with you arguing with you about this for a little bit. And now we've just went into the absurd part of the conversation to where Brady should have his own class. My conversation of... We've gone into full Ramsey mode of craziness (laughs) where Brady should have his own class. This is ridiculous now. (laughs) Jesus. Anyway, I'm rolling over here.
2: (laughs) other nfl news actually we should induct tom brady three times so we should induct him <laughs> oh for the first God. section of new england for one year his own class second <laughs> wait, section of wait. new england how,
1: how many how many rushing yards did tom brady could he go in as a running back also <laughs> yeah i mean come on
2: <laughs> he should so i think that we should retire his number universally across the league with jackie robinson
1: no!
0: No! Did he, no. As, did he go? You take, uh, shut! Did shut did up, Randy! Take that back now! No. <laughs> ja- Jackie he, Robinson! You cannot put them in the same conversation.
1: People in ten years. Jackie Robinson and Tom Brady? Yeah. No! Come on! God, that, that's crossing some some definite <laughs> things
2: there. Has anyone seen Jackie Robinson face? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, are cr- you are going back into the Brian Flores conversation of this right now. Yeah,
2: which requires a number Come across on. the lead. No one should be over 12
0: ever again. That ain't it.
1: I don't I, – I wouldn't I, – I'll tell you what. That, out of all the things that you have said, is not the most far-fetched thing that you have said throughout this conversation. I could see that happening. I can't. It would not. It would not. It should be. Though. It's by not, far not the worst like, take totally, you've ever had on this show. I told, right. I totally agree with the fact that you are never going to see the types of winning, the types of accomplishments that Tom Brady had as a career. At quarterback, so you are never going to see that again. Here's the stat of but the day.
2: So it, he in,
1: also wasn't the most genetically gifted quarterback.
2: In division, he was thirty-five and three against the Buffalo Bills. That alone is a Hall of Fame stat.
1: Well, how many years out of his twenty-two years? How many years did they? did the Buffalo Bills make the playoffs? doesn't
2: matter. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, well, what are you? You're still playing a division. It matters. Team. No, because it, it matters in division. Well, we even talk about the bears. The bears haven't been good for 10 years, but they play green Bay tough every single time they play. Just like Minnesota hasn't been good really since Brett Favre left, but they play green Bay tough every single year. The lions beat green Bay this year. Granted, they did sit starters however the lions play green bay tough every single time you see them so the fact that you can go 35 and 3 against the buffalo bills that's pretty impressive
1: i'm not saying it's not impressive i didn't say that at all the atlanta falcons never beat tom brady how many years in 22 years how many years did the bills make the playoffs
2: is probably a stretch. It's probably
1: less
0: than five. Right. Okay. By the way, Justin, your your question from earlier, Tom Brady, rushing yards, uh, 1,124.
1: Hall of Famer. Ben Roethlisberger has more rushing yards than Tom Brady. <laughs> Hall of Famer. Both of them are. No doubt about it. You're absolutely right. First balloters.
0: Tom Brady never had oh he had one one run over twenty two or over twenty yards. He had a twenty two yard run one time. That's awesome.
1: He was slower than dirt.
2: Honestly though, Brady was a little more athletic than I think a lot of people give him credit for. Especially when What was his sack number? I mean I, we'll get into Tom Brady. We can do this next week because I'm sure that we can talk about Tom Brady till the end of time. But I bet you if you look at his sacks per year, it's insanely low compared to some other quarterbacks. Brady was
0: sacked 543 times. And how many games? You know what I love is that we won't have to talk about Tom Brady ever again. How many? 318 games. 318, he was sacked how many times? 543. So about almost 2 to 1 4.6% of his drop backs he was sacked that's crazy
2: what, what so what's Ben? if we're just just for that conversation do you have those numbers available I can get them I would. I bet you like I said Tom Brady's just so amazing can you imagine we were lucky enough to see Tom Brady and that's one thing that I mean and sports fans i mean, going to talk to you for a little bit because I said this before and people kind of laugh at me because I'm like but think about what I'm saying an athlete like lebron james or tom brady or peyton manning are really about once in a generation talent at this point once every 20 25 years you get one of these guys that come through and they remake you think about how you think about sports and a lot of people hated on tom brady because he was winning all the time which i get and there's a little bit, bit of that with patrick mahomes right now a little bit of pat mahomes kind of fatigued Kind of pulling the team loose. However, in the grand scheme of things, you got to appreciate great players why they're around, because they're not always gonna be around. So even if you're not a LeBron fan, you still should probably watch LeBron and appreciate LeBron, why you can still watch LeBron, because a player like LeBron will probably never come around again, just like Tom Brady. So just be appreciative of the athletes that are in front of you and don't um hate on just greatness, just for the sake of hating on greatness.
0: Uh, ben Roethlisberger was sacked an NFL record 554 times uh, with a sack percentage of 6.2. That's crazy. Think about that.
2: In... That's still pretty good. It is, but think that Tom Brady was still what, almost 2% f- full lower than that?
1: Well, they played a completely different... Well, okay. We're, we're going to start an argument here. That's also
0: in 69 less games, he got sacked more times right so how many
2: that's,
3: they
1: yeah they it's the different style of play which is a major factor sure right yeah so that, that's that I mean I don't know how much more you can argue that of Tom Brady didn't hold the ball he, he got it out um in the style of play of, of dumping it off to Julian Edelman, or or Wes Welker, Wes Welker right right away was was their style. It wasn't. This is where you know people that don't love Tom Brady that want to argue about Tom Brady will say that he was more of a scheme fit for Bill Belichick's style of of football. Than he was more of a great athlete. Now, I will argue and say Tom Brady, while not an overly physically gifted athlete, was an overly gifted competitive person, was overly gifted mentally in the game of, of football, was overly gifted in his drive to no more than anybody else in the game of football. He was overly gifted in in, in the right and the correct uh, pairing with another guy that was overly gifted in his drive to being the best at his job in B- Bill Belichick. It was a marriage that was perfect, right? And I think at, at the end of his career, Tom Brady, with all of his experience and all of his... Uh, past uh, happenings was overly gifted far more with experience than anybody in the NFL, including Aaron Rodgers, including Bill Belichick at that time, to running through the NFC last year onto winning the Super Bowl. I, I think though, I, those are the things that I will take away from Tom Brady, not a superior athlete, not an overly gifted athlete guy. Probably, I I don't even know if he would have ran a four in the combine. He probably did a four nine or something in the forty. Uh, whatever his broad jumps, his verticals, whatever. He just wasn't a great athlete, but a competitive, uh, mentally strong, hard work ethic guy. That saw results And won championships
2: So I'm going to piggyback One point off of that Is that when we talk about Tom Brady And his success that he had You never Have you never hear about Teammates criticizing Tom Brady So we were just talking about Big Ben Right people Teammates ex-teammates of Big Ben Criticize Big Ben To the media In front of Big Ben like, there was a lot of talk about how Big Ben wasn't a great locker room guy.
1: Tom Brady he made it. He wasn't a it... great. You're Tom... right. He wasn't great mentally. Tom Brady made
2: it work with everybody. There is no yep. one. He made A.B. work. He made, we just talked about Julian Edelman, who was a college quarterback. He made Wes Walker work. Gronk. He Randy Moss, a big personality. Aaron Hernandez. work.
1: Randy Moss, did you just say Randy Moss? Yeah,
2: but there was a lot of, pretty much everybody that Tom Brady came in contact with. For a minute, Josh Gordon? Yep, he made it all work. And that's something that, you know, what I've said on the show before is that we're not allowed to compare Aaron Rodgers to Tom Brady. But Aaron Rodgers can't make receivers who's been in the building with him work. But Tom Brady's making a wide receiver from Kent State work. Like, a quarterback that went played college football converted converted to a slot receiver and made it work like remember Chris Hogan another I believe converted player yeah and didn't he play quarterback for a little bit too as well yeah I believe so but we're so we're talking about Tom Brady's making this stuff work with whatever Belichick gave him and I think that's something that doesn't get talked about near enough
1: I would agree 110 percent
0: Yeah, definitely. So with that, just wrapping up here, a couple other notes and news around the NFL. Packers end up have have lost quite a bit of their coaching staff at this point. Uh, Obviously, the Nathaniel Hackett hiring as head coach of the Broncos. Luke Getze, now the offensive coordinator of the Bears. And the tight end coach followed uh, Hackett out to, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but followed Hackett out as the offensive coordinator for the Broncos. Uh, The Packers also have moved on from Mo Drayton, the special teams coordinator. Shocker. Which was long overdue at this point. Um, Hopefully, they don't decide to go in house with that position again. I think you need. Rich
1: Basaccia.
0: Yes. We'll see. I I doubt it, but we'll see. Why? He had a a taste of head coaching successful. I don't think he goes back to special teams was coordinator. Was
3: successful,
2: though? I'd say you so. Gotta,
1: you, heck, yeah, he was. But he's got to be wanted as a head coach, too. So
0: it's all, obviously not a want. Also, head coaches is uh, Josh McDaniels officially finally leaving New England for the uh, the Raiders of Las Vegas. I believe there's been
1: another hiring, too, that I'm forgetting, too. Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey was hired as the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. You covered Brian Dable at, for the Giants. You covered Hackett. You've covered Getzey as the offensive coordinator for the Bears. The Packers tight ends coach Josh Otten, Joe Otten.
3: Something like was that. hired yes.
1: as, was hired as the offensive coordinator for the Broncos. Um, Packers so, stay in-house for
0: the offensive coordinator role. With going with Stenovic, which I think we all love, right? Oh yeah, big fan of that. I love, I love.
1: It. I, love it. I, I was glad they, they chose Stenovic over getzi
2: I think we would all agree with that, right? I mean, keep
1: definitely Stenovic
2: in-house was probably the most important thing huge
1: yeah and i don't think and i i'll bet you he's not there for very long no unfortunately i was surprised he did not get um head coaching interviews
2: i you're not wrong that would have been uh i agree with that
1: and then over getsy he got a head coaching interview with the broncos
0: oh and Matt refus we had that one already too with the bears but um, so the Bears are going to be a train wreck for another decade. <laughs> That's good. We look at one really other NFL n- note of, that we kind of teased earlier, and that being that the Washington football team officially no more and are now the Washington
1: Commanders. Yes. I have a question for you, Eric. I'm I'm ready for it. I, s- I saw your tweet out there today, your... Your derogatory tweet towards the commanders. Not a fan. Well, I hate you, the
2: commanders as well. Uniform sucks. Well you
3: thought
0: the name
2: sucks.
1: What's wrong with the logo? It's generic. That
0: it, literally. So my problem really with the whole art. thing. And I know this is a very this isn't like an original take. I mean it's the first thing I thought of too, but it's very it's kind of universally out there. Is the Washington Commanders is a team that you play that is in a game like Blitz it's in the In Blitz league, the League. That yeah. that is in generic enough name and a generic enough logo where you're not gonna get sued over it, but you can use as a as a team. In Blitz the League. Or as a creative team in Madden yeah. when you're you know Madden 2005, Madden 2006, you create a team, you pick a cooler looking W than the one that you had, put no time into it basically have microsoft paint as your logo creator with uh microsoft 2005 word art as your your logo base the jerseys suck the jerseys are okay at best what's up with that stupid helmet that has the w in the front yeah i they're i think the biggest telltale thing that
1: that's like nascar they're just moving the logo to the front so they could get better advertising.
0: I, you know, that there was so many better, like keep the name Commanders, whatever. It's generic, but it is what it is. It's not a terrible name. But when you have the thing about it is, and
1: I think it fits geographically.
0: Yeah, it it makes sense. It's it's very similar to the Green Bay Packers. It works.
2: But why don't you rebrand the whole thing? New colors, new get away because the whole thing is they want to get away from the Redskin name right yeah. and that that's what it is they want to get get away from that then get away from it get away from it completely just rebrand get rid of the maroon and yellow get different color schemes just get away from the past move forward if that's what you want to do and they just didn't they basically they've had two years to think about this now
0: and they came up with the commanders and word art logos The other thing, there's two more points I want to make on this. One, that if you really look out there, if you're going to keep the commander's name, which, again, I'm fine with in the the grand scheme of things. It's generic, but it works geographically. It is what it is. But if you're going to keep that name, incorporate that into the logo. Incorporate something like, I mean, get some military-type decals. Or military type insignia with that logo. I mean, you can search through Twitter or any social media and find fan design art with that name. That looks really good. Um, also, like you said, Ramsey, the concept that it took them two years to ultimately come across something that they had and just to kind of stick with it. I also I don't love the sake of black jerseys for black jerseys. I don't think it really. I mean. It doesn't look that bad in the grand scheme of things, but it, it doesn't really fit with their team yep. either. I think there's way too many teams that are doing black jerseys for the sake of a black jersey, and it's like the, it's almost overkill at this point. Yeah, I agree. It literally—you hit it,
2: brand head, Eric. It's like you decided to make a team on Madden 2005, and you used the Madden 2005 creator, and it just kind of came out with the Commanders and like i said if you're gonna do it rebrand the whole thing but you just decided you got two years and didn't get it right that just doesn't
0: seem right to me justin your thoughts
1: well i would say that it is is it really surprised that your view on this is it really surprising with who is running the show no. there. No, you not know, no. Daniel Schneider. This is on brand 100%. You're right? Like, so uh, right. This is absolutely on brand. Um, I, I mean, I don't really, I guess I don't really care, um, to be to be honest with you. I kind of like uh, the generic logo W, um it does. It, it it it's okay with me. I, I'm, you know, you got the G, you got the C, uh, for for Green Bay and in and, in and, uh, Chicago, those are things that I'm okay with. Um, the but there's history with it, though. Is, eh, I would I would have liked them to tie more in. You're right, Eric. More into um, a military facet uh, like like uh navy like being the midshipman like you could have been a little more creative with specifically what type of branch you were going with um, well let's, maybe it's aviation maybe it's you can keep commanders i mean that, let's, you know? let's
0: let's just kind of dig into that for a second here you can keep commanders but like ramsey said i mean you're you're insistent on creating this whole new brand but you're keeping the same colors that you've run with for forever which on one hand i get because that's washington football you don't want to necessarily stray away from yeah, that why
1: would you change it but at the
0: same time i mean you have two options i mean you could really lean into the whole military thing maybe you go with like a a camel type pattern camel look and and maybe even kind of go the route of maybe say like a pittsburgh where, you know, every team in the city is the same color. You look at the Nationals, you look at the Wizards, you look at the Capitals, you're blue, red, and white, which, I mean, it's a little overkill, but you can go with it and kind of have that same identity
1: then, too. You also have a team that has those colors already.
0: Sure. But, I mean, there's only so many uniform combinations out there that work. And I, I think we'd all probably agree that maroon and gold, is it's very hard to make work in and of itself anyway but it's if you're going to rebrand why not go all into it if you're gonna
2: rebrand rebrand if you're not gonna rebrand say the washington football team like i just i don't get how okay i do get how this happened but
0: i just (laughs) there's a number of things you can point to of how this happened yeah
2: and why (laughs) It, it makes sense i'm just saying like if you're rebranding something then rebrand it if you're not going to rebrand something then don't rebrand it but you kind of just did a half-ass rebrand and it's not really a rebrand anymore in my opinion
0: I, that's how i view the the commanders i view it's just uh i mean shit look at the like the seahawks i mean they've they've kept the name that's great They've changed the logo a few, just so, a few times in in our lifetime, mm-hmm. and they've wildly switched their color concepts, which I'm a big fan of. And with with what rebranded the, logos, why not rebrand the colors? What did the Cleveland baseball team go to? The Guardians, which is also stupid, but that's a whole. And other another generic clip art logo. The war it's worse than the Washington Football Team. I'll say that. Okay. I and hate that more than the, I hate the Washington Commanders.
1: Okay. I agree with that. Guardians of the galaxy.
0: I would have taken that over what the hell Cleveland did. Wasn't it something to do with
2: a bridge or something?
0: Yeah, it's a bridge and a statue outside the bridge or statues outside the city. I it, it's bad. I, I, I think that is just the I mean the name itself you can make if you can if you have to explain it that much It's too far. It's too far. And if it's that specific and you don't really even incorporate that... In, I mean, the the logo, I think, is basically just like a flying C. You took the same block C that you had. You added, like, wings or something to it. It's so stupid. But, yeah, it's not... That's one of those that they, they did really, really wrong.
1: And I, I think... think so, here, like, I don't think, like, when we go forward as fans or as... Um, media goes forward. They're not going to like relate um, Washington Commanders. They're not going to call them the, like like teams. Call the the Packers the Packers, right? They don't call them Green Bay. They don't call them Chicago. They call them either the Bears or the Packers. Like at going forward, I think they're going to be associated with just being Washington. I don't think and I think that was part of it too haven't
0: they just kind of been Washington though there's
1: a lot of I mean
0: given the the, the past name
1: they used to be the Redskins but there became a certain
0: point where they stopped even when they were still the Redskins where they media outlets depending on the outlet would even stop referring to them as as that they would just say oh yeah Washington's coming to town that started a long time ago but
1: you know I think it's just going to be that They're not going to be the commanders.
0: Probably not, but I think that kind of, I mean, you look at, I guess, America as a whole and and where we are with logos and design and um, design work where we've kind of gotten to a point, I don't think it's laziness, but it kind of goes back to the NASCAR conversation. It's too modern. It, It doesn't have to be the traditional, you know, wild, crazy logo. You don't have to have the winking buccaneer. With the creamsicle
2: uniforms, I love the creamsicle uniforms and the winking w- w- bucket hat. Reminds me of Tom,
1: but it should—that is what it should always be, right? But
0: with that all in mind, like I was, like I was ultimately getting at here, you you don't have to go the super basic, sleek, minimalist logos either. I mean, how many logos and and branding out there has gone to this, and we've we've seen that it doesn't really work. A lot it's just minimalistic
2: it's, I don't know and I, don't, I really truthfully to be honest I do not mind minimalistic logos or branding in general I just I think that especially with how the Washington football team kind of presented itself you know they had the Washington football team established 1948 that was classy This again looks like they did not put the effort into it that they should have pretty on brand for the Washington football team Or the commanders, pretty um that's on brand for that organization. But put a little more effort in that. I guess that's all I'm saying.
0: You don't have to be I mean how I I know that the NFL limits, it's not like you know, college football where you can have a different uniform combination every week. But how cool would it have been if they had like a like an army command or like an army camo digital pattern, a navy one, and you know, some combination of white in there too? And just go and just embrace that whole thing. If that's what you're going to do. Thing. I mean, there's nothing on paper that says you had to stay with maroon and gold. Or if you're not going to go, mar- if you're going to stay maroon and gold, I, I guess I don't get commanders as a name then either. You had the options like the Red Wolves was the one that had ties to Washington and the other these other names out there that they, they really wanted to stick with that color scheme. There's options that could have gone with to stick with that color scheme and that branding that's that's significant to the city of Washington, D.C. And they kind of they kind of did neither while doing both. I think that's my ultimate problem with it. Besides the fact that it's ultimately super generic and looks like Madden 06. I
1: didn't think it was bad. It's not bad. I didn't it's think it was as good. bad as you guys have
0: put it. I just expect more of where we're at as a culture.
1: Well, like especially with all the,
0: all the money that pours in the NFL, all of the pressure that kind of was on this branding, that's really been probably 15 years in the works in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. If we're if we're really being honest, 15 years minimally that's been in the works of this, and and just to make it so minimal and so not tied into other elements that. You could have had so much more, so much better branding, so much better concept with it, and just, I don't know. I think it fell short and and really doesn't meet the standard that should have been there. It's not surprising, but it is what it is. So with that, any other news notes from around the NFL that you guys can think of here? No, mm. I'm gonna be honest. I really didn't think we'd even be pushing a two-hour episode here, but here we are. So, listeners, if you're out there, we're almost done. Thank you.
1: Just <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think there's any. We
0: covered pretty much all the
1: big news. NFL week.
0: news. NFL news. Anything we NFL,
3: missed?
0: Uh, anything else we uh, missed? No. Hmm. Nope. Nope. Alright, well with that we wrap up the episode with what we always do with what we are rooting for in the upcoming week and I know Justin, I know that you're rip-roaring ready to go on this one so why don't you tell us what's up
1: Am I rip-roaring ready to go on this one? I don't know why I'm rip-roaring ready to go on this Well I believe there's a a
0: very special opportunity for a team that you coach coming up this weekend
1: Oh yeah, look at that Thanks for reminding me Uh, our basketball teams will be playing, what is that, the, uh, what do they call that arena there, Eric? I believe it's, I believe it's the Menominee. Is that, yeah, that's what I thought. The Menominee Arena in Oshkosh, where the Herd play, they will be playing, uh, the boys and girls will be playing a doubleheader game. Well, a tripleheader, because you got the the Herd Herd game, too. Yep, after, if you let me finish, Eric... Just After trying to make sure you're right. Game. Um, On Sunday night. So a rare, a rare, a very rare Sunday game uh, for high school sports. So exciting for those guys. I'll be rooting. They'll be playing crivets, uh up there. So I'll be rooting for those guys.
0: Rams, you got anything?
2: No, I hope Brian Flores is is successful in his endeavors. I really do. I think that, uh, I guess that's some room for, it. I hope he gets a job this week. Doubtful, but the clash. Uh, like I said, I don't, I don't really want, I'm not happy they're in California. I will watch it. I'm not going to promote it though. I, I'm not thrilled that they put that in LA. I'm really curious how it plays out. I think we'll have a lot to talk about next week. On I don't that. think I'm Justin. I think it's going to be bad though. It's too small of a track. <laughs> Because even Bristol... For it's the, like going
1: to Bowman Gray.
2: Yeah, Bristol for the most part is too small for... Okay, Bristol's not too small. Bristol's as small as I'd want to go for a NASCAR track. You can throw super late models on something like that. That's fine. But NASCAR cars are a lot heavier and a lot uh, bulkier. They're, they're going to fill that space, I think, too much. And it's going to be kind of a... yeah,
0: Event. All right. All right. I'm going to go with some some Pride in America as the Winter Olympics get started this week. So, I hate the Winter Olympics. Go USA. What?
1: Why do you hate the Winter Olympics?
2: Cuz I don't care about speed skating. <laughs> what?
1: What about bobsledding?
2: Nope. Although, Jamaica what? does, a, Jamaica has a bobsled team. I'm pumped for those guys.
1: Right. We Jamaica-mon. That's awesome. That was one of the greatest movies of all time.
2: Love the cool Jam- runnings. So,
0: yeah, I mean, that's what I'm pulling for. I'm pulling for the Jamaican bobsled team. All right. Sounds good.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: All right. We'll be back next week. Plenty of Super Bowl talk next week. For Justin and Ramsey, I'm Eric. Episode 60 is In the Books for the Root for Wisconsin show. We're out. See ya. Bye.
1: Salute.